Welcome to the WordPress Photography Podcast, the podcast for photographers who want to learn how to get the most out of WordPress to grow their photography business. You don't need to be a geek to understand WordPress. Settle back and listen as we show you how. Now, here's your host, Scott Wyden-Kivowitz. What do you call someone hanging on a wall? Art. Hey, this is Scott Wyden-Kivowitz, and welcome to episode 108 of the WordPress Photography Podcast. Today, I am answering a question and giving a little bit of insight into my own answer of this question about, uh, well, it's a question from a listener, of course. Uh, The listener is Sam, and I apologize if I butcher your last name, Dobrow or Dobrow, not exactly sure. But Sam asked a question, it's a really good question. Is the free photo storage feature on Amazon Prime a good backup storage option for photographers who have several terabytes of raw and large TIFF files. Well, here's my answer to that, Sam. I would not rely on Amazon Photos as your sole backup. In fact, I would never rely on cloud backup as your sole backup. With that said, Amazon Prime's photo storage feature is definitely a good supplement and add-on to your backup workflow. So with this all said, I'm gonna give you an overview of my own personal workflow as of June 2020 when I'm recording this. First, everything's in a Lightroom catalog and the catalog file is sitting on my main internal drive, but the files themselves, all the raw files are sitting on an external RAID. My drives are actually from G Technology. You could be using something else. Eventually. I plan on having a, uh, a, t- a Thunderbolt 3 or USB-C uh, RAID system that has a lot of drives instead of just the, the two or three that my RAIDs have right now. But with that said, I have three of these drives that are absolutely identical, two of which are in my house, one of which is not at my house. So here's how it goes. I have one labeled photographs one, one labeled photographs two, and one labeled photographs three. Photographs one is what Lightroom is talking to on a daily basis. That is what is going in and out. Whenever I delete, gets deleted from there, and so on. Any metadata changes gets done there, and so on. Photographs two, which is again a clone of that, I use Carbon Copy Cloner on a Mac. I'm sure there are Windows alternatives to that. And that will literally, every two days, well, Carbon Copy Cloner will say, okay, turn on Photographs 2, and I'm going to clone it. So ph- Photographs 2, which is still in my house, is literally cloned. Whatever files are added or removed from Photographs 1 is cloned to Photographs 2. And then once a month, it's time to update Photographs 3. This is my off-site physical hard drive. Technically, it's hard drives because it is arrayed. It's multiple drives. Now, this is actually at my in-law's house, which is around the block. So it's not far away. I can get to it easy. I can literally walk with it. I even have it in the G technology box, which has a handle. So I don't, I can literally carry it home if I needed to, and I can plug it in. And then in a couple minutes, because it's Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt two, technically, um, it will clone from Carby copy cloner just to be update updated to what photographs one and two are. All three will match. Now that's the physical part of this. Now I do have virtual backups. I use a combination of three things for cloud virtual backups. The first is Backblaze. 
Backblaze is extremely affordable. Not only will it back up your computer, but it can back up whatever external drives you, that you want. Now you pay per computer. So if you have a second computer, that's an extra seat. You have to pay for an additional license. But Backblaze runs all the time. It's not heavy on bandwidth. It only is in the beginning. But then once it, everything is backed up originally, it's back. you basically never notice it. And if you're ever doing something like having a Zoom call, a Google Meet or something like that, you can always pause the backup. That's the main one. And the advantage of Backblaze is that I can literally, if in a worst case scenario, contact Backblaze and say, I need my files. These are raw files. These are video files. These are everything. I need them all sent to me in a hard drive. And basically they'll send you some sort of multiple hard drives of all your files. They won't just send you one because likely, most likely you have more than what can fit on one hard drive. They'll send you all that data physically if you need to, and then you, you, you restore it to your machines and then you send back the drive that they sent you. Now, that is the main one I use for a true, good, redundant cloud backup. The next thing I do is Google Photos. Again, this is free with a Google account. And here's the thing though, it will convert everything to a JPEG. And it's free if you set it to compress to a good level. Now their compression is supposed to be good for even printing. I am using it not only for sharing photos with family and stuff, but I am mainly using it as a, another, as another backup point. But again, a backup for JPEGs, not a backup for raw files like a physical hard drive would be or, or, uh, or what Backblaze would be. Now, I do have Google Photos, but then I also use Amazon Photos, which is included in Amazon Prime. Now, here's the trick with Amazon Prime Photos, just sort of like there's a trick with Google Photos where you have to convert it to the free unlimited storage is that with Amazon Prime, you have to turn off videos because otherwise they force you to pay. It's not unlimited storage if you have video backup turned on. But the Amazon Prime app on your phone and the Amazon Prime Photo app for your computer can sync a, an external drive, kind of like Backblaze. So every time you turn it on and you have that Amazon Photos app open on your computer, it'll start backing up those photos that are new, it won't make duplicates. So again, this is going to convert it to a compressed JPEG file. These are not raw backups, unless you pay for Amazon Prime Photos, like their, their actual paid version, you're only backing up a compressed JPEG version. So if you do a recovery, it's only compressed JPEGs. And this brings me to another point with Google Photos and Amazon Photos, is that if you need to recover, it's not a simple process. You are literally, downloading all the images one by one or in batches. If you have them really organized, sure, you can download albums or something like that if you have them organized into albums. But if you do not, it is gonna be really annoying to recover. But that's why they're not your main point of backup. They're just sort of a free, redundant cloud option you have. So I hope that answers your question, uh, Sam, and to anyone else who is curious about backing up your photos. Now, I also wanna share a little bit about backing up websites because this is the WordPress Photography Podcast. So here's my thoughts on backing up your website. Hopefully the host that you're paying for for your WordPress website has backups built in. But if it does not, then what I recommend is to get a tool like WP Time Capsule where it will actually back up 
Again, the first time will be a large backup. It'll take a while. But thereafter, it's piece by piece. If there's a new photo uploaded, it'll only back up that new photo. If something is deleted, it'll delete that photo from your backup. And the beautiful thing is, you can pay for WP Time Capsule once in their, with their lifetime plan. You connect your Google Drive or your Dropbox or your Amazon S3 account. It'll use that to actually store it. WP Time Capsule just does the data transfer and management and the recovery process if needed of your website. So if your host does not offer backups, my recommendation is WP Time Capsule because it's lightweight after the initial backup. The initial backup takes a while, which I would run in the middle of the night so that your site isn't getting loaded, overloaded with traffic, and then on top of that, trying to back up an entire site. So that is what I recommend um, for both your phot photographs and your photography website. So again, thank you, Sam, for asking that question, for sort of uh, spearheading this episode. This was episode 108, and this is the last episode for the season, this informal season we have. Every August, we take a break from the podcast, come back in September, and we start new with more, more episodes. So uh, until then, thank you for listening. If you're watching this episode, thank you for watching. And we will see you in episode 109 come September. If you have a question for the podcast, if you have a request for a topic, if you have a request for a guest, please go to imagely.com slash podcast slash Q. And of course, if you would like to see links to the uh, backup tools and sites that I mentioned in this episode, go to imagely.com slash podcast slash 108. Thank you for listening again, and we'll see you in the next episode. You've been listening to the WordPress Photography Podcast. To listen to other episodes and to subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and more, please visit imagely.com forward slash podcast.